Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Race Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's the 18th of July, 2013. And you know, I didn't know what happened last week, Dave. Uh, the whole show, well, I often don't know what happened last week, but in this case specifically, the whole show I forgot to get in our business names. Oh. Ah, it was incredible. I can't believe I think it was because I was so excited about the guests we had last week. We had, you know, Shirley Tan on, and we had David Harry coming in and rounding, rounding up the end. And uh, I was having Shirley Tan on. I mean, that was just intimidating and, and, and amazing. <laughs> but uh, this week we don't have any guests, but we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have, we are in the middle of what's being called sort of a soft and cuddly panda update. <laughs> um, which, <laughs> wow. Why do we think pandas are soft and cuddly? They're bears, and bears maul you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's getting mauled in this pa- in this soft and cuddly panda update, but apparently one's on, and we're going to be talking about panda and stuff you should be thinking about on your website in relation to panda. Um, later on in the show, after after a break, we're going to be uh, talking about a possibly panda related issue. TechCrunch is TechCrunch being mauled by pandas in a softer, hard sort of way. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, Barry Schwartz, the the master Barry Schwartz, published uh, a look at 2013, the year in in Google SEO thus far. With 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 all love to Bing and to Dwayne and all the all the folks at Red. <laughs> and, um, why do we say Google SEO? Eighty-seven point three percent of market. Um, really? Okay. Anyway, we're going to be looking at in the first segment, and probably going into the second, looking at the year in Google SEO so far. But before we talk about any of that stuff, today's a milestone day, dude. It's a weird um, growth of our of our environment milestone day. The Primetime Emmy Award nominations were released, and uh, it's a really interesting, really interesting uh, outcome. What I found interesting, anyway, and I, I know I'm going to sound like a Netflix fanboy, because I've mentioned Netflix, I think, <laughs> five out of six shows in the last month and a half, but there's a reason for that. They're doing something really interesting. They're They're... They've developed a model where they're producing their own shows, they're promoting their own shows, and they're distributing their own shows all inside their own closed network. And for the first time in history, and, and these are being distributed only on the web, and today, for the first time in history, 
three shows that were developed specifically for web distribution, not for broadcast, for webcast, were awarded uh, were nominated for uh, for Emmys for major major awards. I think it's kind of historic, Dave. I love it. Um, I mean, you know, of course I do. You know, we we work on the web. Um, but I love seeing this hat tip. And you're right. I mean, I, I am a Netflix fan. I mean, not a not a fanboy per se. I have the service. I like it. I watch Netflix more than I watch network television now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I I love seeing that come out because they are producing some really good um, some really good content. Uh, they're producing some content that isn't available anywhere else. I mean, you know, you look at uh, Arrested Development, right? I mean, it was canceled by the networks. Um, and, you know, they, they responded to user, uh, you know, critique and, and, and user desire and produced that fourth season that, that everybody kind of wanted that, that closure, right? Because it, it kind of, you know, the first one just sort of wrapped up too fast, I guess, for everybody. And so um, I, I, I think it's, it's I, I like what they're doing. It's great. Um, and, and I think a hat tip like this is fantastic. And, you know, obviously it's, it's about money. It's going to drive more users in there because it's that recognition that, hey, there's some unique content in there you can't get anywhere else. Um, and, and, and make it more profitable. To me, that's a great thing. The more profitable, the more, the more hat tips and, and you, know, um, you know, users they can get because of, of awards like this. Um, you know, sort of the more money they'll have to spend on them, and the more desire they'll have to produce some some good some good content that isn't available anywhere else. Of course, like you, I, I'm to me, I, I'm one of the things I'm a biggest fan of is here's your season, go right. <laughs> Just oh, like yeah. here's your whole season, watch it as you want, kind of kind of angle of things. But that's just personal viewing preferences. Well, indeed, I like that a lot. One of, one of the problems I had with broadcast and network TV was that the commercialization necessarily watered down the content. Yeah. You had to, you know, develop uh, material for the lowest common denominator for fear of offending or or producing content, you know, offending one group of people or producing content that people couldn't understand um, because they, they didn't have the requisite background to understand it. You know, they, right. they hadn't read the literature to understand the references. Much like watching the uh, uh, this season of Arrested Development without having watched the original three. There's a lot of stuff you just don't get. The Netflix model doesn't have commercials. They have no sponsors. The people who purchase the service are the sponsors. They aren't beholden to anybody, so they can develop, like HBO did, in a broadcast medium, they can develop cutting-edge content. But that middleman is now taken out of the picture or that middleman has morphed into the, into the web-based television production house. And again, Netflix, Netflix has been around for, what, five or six years now? They've been producing their own customized content for three years now. Uh, half of it has been amazing. Half of it's been okay. I mean, I don't know if you've watched any Lillehammer lately, but, um, you know, they made the attempt with it, right? Yeah, but you know what? I you know I turned on any given network, and uh, you know I'd say if you can get half of it right, you're beating out the networks. <laughs> Indeed, eh? But this is again the thing that is uh, I think just amazing that 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 is a, a milestone in the web world is that they got this recognition. Yeah. They're up for awards. Um, the 
our content, our environment is just as real as what used to be the real environment. And that's a milestone that should be marked. That's way cool. Okay, moving on. We have uh, SEO stuff. SEO, SEO, SEO. Not a lot in the social media world. Um, not a lot in the uh, PR or other, other forms of advertising world, but tons in SEO. Um, why don't we start with our favorite, our favorite kick boy, uh, Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo did good. Yahoo did good this year. The search revenues have climbed five percent to uh, see four hundred three million in Q two twenty thirteen. Now, four hundred three million doesn't sound a lot to folks like us because we're used to talking in Google numbers. <laughs> well played. But then again, there's Google numbers. There's Google SEO. And there's the rest of the world. <laughs> um, and uh, Yahoo's seeing $403 million in advertisements they served up in you know, search revenues. That's not bad. Yahoo actually saw, uh, they, they released their quarterly figures uh, uh, yesterday. And Yahoo actually, Yahoo actually saw some great gains over last year. But a lot of that came from their sale of shares in Alibaba. Right. Um... So we're going to, you know, the jury is still out. Uh, it seems that Marissa Mayer's first full year at Yahoo has been successful in that the slide appears to be over. They're making money quarter over quarter. They're not going backwards. Share values are increasing. They may actually go above the, what's now the, magic, the, the black magic number of $32 per share. Remember 32 bucks a share? Yeah, I sure do. Well, you know what? They're getting there. Um, actually, you know what? While we're talking, I'm going to take a look. It's funny. I'm going to go to Google.com to take a look at <laughs> Yahoo's numbers. Plus, the fastest way to do it. They're, they're at 29.50 as of a few minutes ago. Yeah, and, and okay, let's 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 be honest here. If you and I had laid our cards on the table a year ago. Right, the day before Marissa came on board, um, would you have predicted they would ever see a number even kind of close, or, or would you have predicted that today we'd be mocking Yahoo for something else? Um, uh, <laughs> you know what? Neither. I would have predicted that Yahoo would have been pieced off by a beleaguered board of directors who had finally been pushed by shareholders with pitchforks. Um, right. That's what I might have speculated the day before Marissa Mayer came on board, or if you know. If we were where we are today, you know, had Marissa Mayer not come on board. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, it didn't happen that way. Um, one of the most talented techies of all time. Forget the business part. You know, just pure technical know-how. One of the smartest engineers of all time in the Silicon Valley happened to take over Yahoo at that time and have a baby and reorganize Yahoo. Um and stop the slide. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and actually, now I'm starting to think this, this actually isn't so great. You, you list out all those things. I'm like, there's nothing I can do with my life. <laughs> they can pause me. It's like, and here's all the things I can do in a year. How's your life going, Dave? What did you accomplish this year? Because, um, yeah, you, you list them out like that, and it's like, wow, yeah, that's, uh, that's 
that's that's a, a big thing to uh, that's that's a lot of stuff to accomplish. Um, and I find it interesting. I mean, I think you and I both, and, and I'll bet a lot of our listeners too, are now kind of rooting for Yahoo, just in a weird way. <laughs> and that, like, Absolutely. I hope you cross that thirty-two. Um, you know, I I, I hope this kind of works out for you a little better than uh, than I was going to predict after uh, after I enjoyed beating up on you for a good uh, a good few years there. Yahoo deserved it. They deserved every punch that they got from the media. They deserved every kick we gave them. Um, I think we should have given them more. Really. If, you, if The performance that was put in during the Semmel and Yang and uh, the few other leaders who were in there uh, before mayor years, um, like seriously, this was one of the proudest brands on the web. Of course they got kicked out. Um, but what a difference a year makes. Yeah. Um, you know, and as for as for what Marissa Mayer has like accomplished in a year compared to everybody else, I mean, that's like comparing uh, that's like comparing Microsoft to Google or Bing to Google. Um, it just happens that Marissa Mayer is the Google of CEOs when she works for 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 Yahoo. What I wonder is, does Google miss her, and how badly does Google miss? her? <laughs> and I wonder if there's a little part of them hoping for Yahoo. Oh, come on, guys, just get your 32. <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, if, so if Yahoo does, that certainly puts a lot of pressure on Microsoft. And uh, I don't think Google minds when there's a lot of pressure on Microsoft. Yeah, good point. Um, Google's actually going to be jumping into the TV market soon. They've been, uh, they've been holding conversations with all the broadcast networks, and it appears that Google is trying to assemble their own library of of uh, streaming video. Yeah. Beyond YouTube. Like, the, the first thing I thought when I read this was, geez, don't they already have a library of streaming video? <laughs> big one? But it's not the kind of stuff you want to curl up on the couch and watch. I mean, right. videos only take you only so far, right? Um, so apparently Google's been sitting down with the broadcasters and tried to get them to get into a deal to create something that looks like Netflix has already created. Interesting times afoot, Dave. I bet you a year from now, the entertainment world is fundamentally different. I, I think you're right. And it's funny because you were talking about it and I'm like, oh, I wonder how Netflix feels about this. But it's, it's, it's interesting when Google does something like that because you can almost predict how it's going to go. Yeah, I know. Um, and and they won't be able to take down Netflix, which is great because they will need to jam ads in, and they won't create anything unique, which is fine. They're a search engine, right? Like they're not supposed to create unique things; they're just supposed to help me find what I need. They're an so advertising company. That they don't yeah, see well. themselves as a search engine anymore. They think they're an advertising company. <laughs> and you know, and, and valid point, and that's certainly in uh, you know clear by. Uh, um, how much real estate on their uh, results page gets taken up with advertising? Good Lord, eh? Can yeah, you imagine yeah. if I tried to pull that on my site or anybody else? Google would go, <laughs> "Yeah, too many ads. We're going to drop down your rankings." <laughs> That's a good content ratio, not relevant. Die. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? So, speaking of speaking of ratios to add to content, dude, this is a good time to jump in. Um, it's a good time to grab a break because where we're going is going to take a little bit of time. You know, talking about talking about the just the changes to Google in the last six months. That that could take a couple hours. But before we can do that, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, 
that is Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO because I got to get it in twice as much. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. That's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Web Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of, Ju- of July, 2013. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to a radio show devoted to the most popular blog publishing tool on Earth. Press this with the Wizard of WordPress. Yost Devolk. Press this on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, we're back talking about, well, talking about 2013, the last six months, the changes that have been happening at Google, and they've been, uh, been manifest and fundamental, dude. Like, Google is a very different search environment today than it was six months ago. It's acting differently. It's harder to get rankings. There's several of the former magic bullet tactics have been removed. And uh, I don't know, Dave. I mean, I'd, I'd say this has been the most volatile year in, uh, in SEO history. Would you agree or am I, am I off base here? 
No, you know what? I, I, I think we have seen some of the largest change. And we were actually having a, a chat in the office here just a couple days ago um, about some of those changes and, and sort of what they mean in more of a ethereal kind of way. And um, I think this is the first time where we've seen, you know, we've listed off tactics. We've had a, a lot of shows about tactics. We've had, you know, lots of articles about tactics and specific this and specific that. A lot of the articles I'm reading now, a lot of the things that we're talking about on our show, um, sort of came to a, a head in, in, in the meeting I was having with my staff, We're just sort of chatting stuff over, and, and everybody had been doing some reading. And, and in the new Google world, it, we really concluded, and, and I, I'm interested to hear whether you agree, because they've really done a great job with this, that it's gone back, it's like we've taken a step back in time, where we have to look at, at search engine optimization from the context of what would we do if we were launching a business? We'd get out, we'd talk to people. We, you know, basically, it's gone back to a, a quasi-brick-and-mortar level of mentality where what I need to do is just be good and popular. I need to provide good service. I need to provide a good experience. I need to get out there and let people know I'm where I am. It's not the, you know, it's not the same conversation we used to have where this, you know, articles for this or blog posts for this or, you know, boom, boom, boom. It's, it's more we need to look for where the people would be your clients are and we need to get in front of them there, right? And, and that sort of thing. And it naturally unfolds that if I'm providing and you'll love this, the good content that people are talking about, then the places that are talking about it will link to it, right? <laughs> Getting back to roots of what was intended. And good for Google that this is the conversation we're having because this is what they've been trying to get us to do since they started. <laughs> Finally, they, they seem to have hit some, some connections that sort of forced us in where, yep, there's black hat that work. Yes, there's strategies that are gray that they won't love that still work. But overall, you're right. It's harder, and we're being forced to make the good decisions. Um, and, and coincidentally, they're decisions that are going to drive direct traffic, provide good content, and that's going to provide the links and, and social signals that, that sites need. It's, uh, it's a win. I got to tell you, I, I really I, I like that analysis, and I, I love whatever one of your staff members came up with it. Um, good hire, give him or her a raise, because um, they're smart, they're they're clever. You know, who's, you know who would really like what you just said? My business partner, Alan Connect, a couple years ago, he wrote a book, The Last Original Idea, saying that the world of social media isn't actually a new environment; it's just a evolution of people hanging out and talking to each other as a natural evolution, you know, using technology. But what's happening in, in that, that world isn't really different than what humans have been doing for time immemorial. And like you said, like you just said now about the Google, Google search results, getting good placement, um, generating strong traffic for your client. It's not about doing X, Y, or Z to a website. Oh, that Z just hangs in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not about doing X, Y, or Z to a website. It's it's about creating um, expl really good explanatory, descriptive content, and as to you to quote you, getting it in front of where the audience is. Um, just like people used to have to do before the web. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and it's funny, something you had touched on, and I, I think it's a mentality of, of a lot of people. And I, I mean, I've, I've worded things exactly your way, and it's like, it's not quite right, but this is how I'm going to word it anyway. And um, when we talk about it getting harder, 
Um, and I, I've talked about it to clients, and I'm like, you know, and this is why it's harder. Had a client come back to us after, you know, he'd, we'd worked with them three years ago or something, came back now. I'm like, well, here's, you know, here's what the promotion is going to cost. Well, that's more than it did before. I'm like, well, it's harder, right? But it's it's a funny thing because it's it's not, it's, it is more, there's a more complex algorithm. But it's interesting when we talk about harder, right? Because if I... If you're in a competition with somebody and they're putting 10 hours in and you're putting 10 hours in, yes, we used to be able to get, okay, let's let's go back 13, 14 years ago when I was doing affiliate marketing. Sure, for <laughs> 10 hours, you could probably get hundreds of links, right? Whereas now, 10 hours, you might be really lucky to get a dozen links from good quality places, but that's okay. Because it's not actually harder. I don't need those hundreds anymore. <laughs> Nobody can get it. So as long as my competitors are going 10 hours and I'm going 10 hours, you know, the same resources can get the same job done as long as I'm still just a little bit smarter than they are um, in, that, in that hour allocation. When I look at easier or more difficult, I look at um, task groupings and, you know, how much time and effort has to get put into various task groupings. Right. Now, I've had, you know, I've had, I did one of those one of those evaluations the other day where I went back and I looked up my career um, from the day I entered that want ad and started working for Ross Dunn at what, at what was then Braveheart. Jeez, uh, oh what did we call it? Braveheart Media or something? I don't forget. What was it called. web design? Wasn't didn't it start as a whatever? Yeah, Braveheart yeah. web design or something? I don't know. But anyway, it morphed into, it morphed into step four search engine placement, uh, powerhouse of a company in the in the industry, um, and then I went independent. And then I started working with Webmaster Radio. Then I started, you know, Digital Digital Always Media. And I was really lucky because my personal trajectory in the career allowed me to practice the type of SEO Google wanted at those exact times. That wasn't it wasn't necessarily by strategic design. It just sort of happened that way. Um, at the, in the beginning, when we were Braveheart, before um, before you came on board, before we began, uh, morphed into Stepforth, um, it was it was simply a numbers game. There was specific keyword densities that we were trying to work into copy on a page. We would make six different pages to match six different search engines. Right, that was a lot of work to do. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work to do back then. But then Google came along. I mean, I'm just going to try to go through this really quickly. Then Google came along. It became about content and links, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I was able to go off and become an independent content creator for X number of years before hooking up with Webmaster Radio. Um, And uh, for a while, it was all about content and then it became links, links, links. It didn't matter what kind of content you had. Nobody gave a damn what kind of content you had as long as you had enough links to drive Google's bots there to drive you up in the rankings to drive the eyeballs there. And then that then it became about conversion optimization. Um, <laughs> and the whole, I don't know, I'm thinking like eight, maybe ten years. My recollection of years is uh, going the way of the dodo, don't you know? <laughs> But uh, for several years, it was all about manipulation. Straight up, honest to goodness, manipulation of search results. That's what we were doing. When uh, you had the whole, that whole link build movement, seven-year-old link build movement, they were all going and getting a whole bunch of links. Didn't mean it was like fake likes on Facebook or um, fake views of a video file. The links didn't mm-hmm. mean nothing. It meant crap. Um, but it 
pushy upwards on on Google. That's not anything to do with quality or serving information to people or thinking about making a better environment on the web. That's all about manipulating Google. And Google's tried to take its countermeasures. I, I guess the question, and this is a long, long preamble to get to, to a good question to you, has Google done it? Is this the end of manipulating Google? I'm going to go no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's funny. Is it on a, on a mass scale? Um, you know, probably. I, it's It's... You're not going to get the same, or there isn't the same ability and stickability is, I think, uh, what it'll, what it, it's going to end up boiling down to. Where there used to be these strategies that worked, they were cheats. There was no real penalty system in place for it. At worst, your links didn't count, and you know, off, off you went, kind of, kind of thing, right? I mean, you know, getting you know mass article syndication or this, or that, right? These strategies that you knew violated the terms. But there really wasn't a penalty for it. They worked and they lasted for a long time, so there there wasn't much. Now the the penalties are so swift um, and and so dramatic, um, and and the strategies so fleeting that will work that I think on a mass scale, on a like industry as a whole scale, yes. But will there be very very successful people using black hat strategies still? Oh, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think to, to your to what I think your point really was, though, I think at, for the industry as a whole, um, we're going to see more, um, you know, heading, we're heading into the light gray will be what we're seeing a lot more of, um, as opposed to, you know, pushing into the dark gray or pushing into the black hat as, a, as an industry as a whole, which I, to me, I think is great. Um, not just because I, you know, I fancy myself more, as a as a as a white hat SEO than um, than the others, but because like you, like me, like all of our listeners, I have to do a lot of searching for stuff. <laughs> um, and as somebody that needs to use a search engine, um, you know, I, I think it's great. And when I find that my search results are improving, that's what I. It's interesting because that's what I'm really looking for. Because when my search results improve. That's when you know Google's on the right path. That's when you know, hey, I can start adjusting for this thing, right? If your search results become crap, are you really going to adjust, adjust websites and link strategies for that? No, of course not, because you know they got to change again. <laughs> but when you see stuff like this where you know the results are getting better, um, you can start to analyze it and go, okay, got it. And what I'm needing to do now is do good ethical link strategies that make sense and make sure that my site works well. Okay, if this is what I'm forced to do, then this is an algorithm that's going to stick. Um, so I, I think we're, we're finally we're going to start seeing some stability, and we're going to hear people, you know, up in arms because you know they're 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 getting tanked or this or that or unnatural link warnings and stuff like that. It's going to happen forever, but uh, you know, and and good for us because that's what keeps us in business. <laughs> but um but you know i think the paths that we need to take are good and i think google is getting much much better um over the last year um in reacting to webmasters as well dealing with reconsideration requests being a, a little more open about what we're dealing with on a daily basis how we're supposed to deal with stuff communicating what are you know yeah, they can't tell us what the time frames are for penalties, but you know, at least letting us know, yeah, if you get a penalty, it does time out eventually. 
right? Like your your domain isn't screwed forever. These penalties time out and stuff, and and starting to give us that kind of information. And I think it's because their algorithm is advanced enough now and mature enough now that they can give us a little more information and know, you know, what you can't really screw with us here <laughs> because we we've got we've got things covered here, so we can be a little more honest on this timeout. Um, you know, and, and that it's timing out, which I hadn't heard them talk about before. I'd heard SEOs, you know, sort of thinking about whether they, they may have a timeout or not on, on penalties. But, you know, they can now be a little more open and honest about this. They can show us some of the links that are in violation. You know, these sort of things that, that they just weren't able to do when, they're, uh, when they were a little more susceptible um, to just brutal spam. Okay. Um, now... We're, we're going to have to go into a break in a few minutes. It's, uh, I think we're going to go a break in about two minutes. But before I do, I want to leave you, I want to leave you with a question that might take a, a short preamble. And uh, I want to try to address it when we get back from break. One of the most visible changes for SEOs in uh, Google over the last 18 months, 24 months, has been the removal of greater amounts of information regarding the keywords or phrases used by a searcher to get to any given document on the web. It used to be that we would have a pretty good idea what's, what keyword brought you to this document or that document. And we were, it was also important to be able to say to our clients, we ranked you under, we ranked you number one under this, this, and that keyword or keyword phrase. Now, again, Google is removing that kind of information from the analytics SEOs get to look at. We did a Hangout yesterday, and ironically, I Google Hangout, where uh, <laughs> myself, David Harry, Bill Slosky, Dana Lukadoo, and Eric Wu discussed kind of like the differences between um, the importance of keyword targeting and keyword reporting and traffic generation and traffic reporting. Now, this is where we get, I told you it would be a preamble before we got to the question. Is Google moving SEOs away from keyword reporting and, and again, into, into traffic generation? And if so, is that ultimately a good thing for the SEO community? I, uh, I Don't jump in and answer this yet, Dave, because, I mean, like, we really do got to get to break, and you've got a good five minutes on this one. I can feel it. <laughs> it's a good question. It's an interesting. It, it's the way we practice our practice and discuss, talk to our clients. It's changing, and we're going to be talking about that when we get back on Webcology on uh, the 18th of July, 2013. Behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEOs, Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. 
Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft. The only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking behind the news affecting Internet marketing. Bringing to light views from the voices. Speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the Internet marketing community to connect with you. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. On demand now, inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Joey's Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk, S- Beanstalk SEO. And on behalf of Dave, I'd like to leave you guys with a quick, you know, a, a little mental image. It's of Jeff Ferguson in a superhero costume running around Los Angeles playing Fangman. What do you think, Dave? <laughs> oh, God. Well, that commercial, I don't know what it was, that last commercial for, uh, for, uh, <laughs> for his show, was, you know, just... Had me, had me an image of Jeff in like this uh, superhero costume, right? Yeah, I'm getting thumped at the next convention. <laughs> yes, you are. He's gonna, he's gonna get me drunk and dress up in his fang costume and come and get me. <laughs> okay, I digress. I'm sorry. I blame Brasco. It's it's. Oh it's God, cool. forbid we digress on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Speaking of digressions, we're actually supposed to be talking about whether TechCrunch got penalized or not, because we kind of told people we would. Oh, and we're right. supposed to be talking about Barry Schwartz's article, the one that appears in Marketing Land today. <laughs> the, that's an amazing article, because Barry Schwartz is the master, because we kind of sort of told, told people we would. So, what do you think? Did TechCrunch get penalized? Uh, no. Um, well... Yeah, that's 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 a double. Um, they took a hit. They took a hit on the week of the 9th of June, um, judging from traffic and the, the article. As as you know, I know you've seen it. Um, you know, shows shows that drop in there, and there was a you know some there was some shakeups going on in in that week of of time. So um, it may have have been um, that they somehow got hit. I don't. I think it's the word. 
were they affected by a ranking change? There I would go, yeah, it, their, their traffic pretty much makes that undisputable. Were they penalized? And, and yeah. that's where I think we get into gray areas on the word penalty, right? I mean, it's, is it a penalty just because your traffic drops? No, an algorithm can look and go, you know what, all this content is crap. It's not that you're being penalized for it. They're just going, this isn't useful, and we've decided this isn't useful. We're not penalizing you. We're just going, that crap ain't useful. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, other things are. I, I got to agree. Um, the, uh, the, the key word here is penalty or penalized. And I don't think they were penalized. I think that Google's algorithm is functioning slightly differently. And let's face it, there was uh, TechCrunch was publishing some uh, pretty, you know, it's hard to make a living in media. It's really hard to make to pay writers in media these days. Even if you have the circulation of Valley Wag and TechCrunch, you know, even if you're that big, it's hard to make money in media these days. And so media creators, publishers, have turned to user-generated content. You know, you right. can buy your way into Forbes now. Honest to goodness, you can buy yourself a blog at Forbes. You get the Forbes, you get the word banner Forbes above whatever crap you want to write. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's right or not. They don't care. They need the eyeballs, and they can't afford to pay writers. As a matter of fact, Forbes is getting writers to pay them to write for them. Yeah, that's a pretty good, uh, good shtick. Well, next time, next time you hear somebody all high and mighty about being a Forbes writer, ask them if they're a blogger or not. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being a blogger, but, I mean, seriously, really? You pay for this? Um, so TechCrunch had been getting user-generated co content and passing that off as actual researched articles, and maybe five times out of ten they were good articles. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that was just crap, but it was being right. published anyway because you can't afford to pay writers anymore. So, were they penalized? I wouldn't say so, but bad practices did catch up. You know, like yeah. creating bad content at the time of pa of Panda. That's not so soft and cuddly. That's asking for a mullet. <laughs> I, 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 we owe whoever at Google you named a Panda. We owe that guy or that woman, that person. We owe that person. Whoever named it Panda, because, I mean, it's just the joke fodder in that alone. Okay. Oh, it's, it's great. you got to wonder if they actually thought of that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, <I bet laughs> Let's give them something fun. we got Panda, we got Penguins, black and, you know, black backs, white bellies, um, kind of cute and cuddly animals that you really don't take too seriously, even though they are seriously interesting animals. Um, yeah, I, th I think they put a lot... Of Probably the last thing Marissa did before leaving was say, hey, call the penguins and pandas, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Okay, we also promised listeners in our last ten minutes here, we also promised listeners we would look at this enormous article by Barry Schwartz. And so I want, I want to mention, you know that article that we were looking at about TechCrunch? Yep. Guess who wrote it? Yeah, Barry oh, no. Schwartz. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's amazing. Barry. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm only saying this because Barry finally got his Google glasses, and everyone is like lining up around the block <laughs> and like sharing them with him, right? And but he's only sharing it with people who butter him up. So Barry, hey, good, good, good work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I only tease Barry Schwartz because I am in awe of him. 
really. It all, all silliness aside. Um, and pulling together this, uh, this, this recap of Google in the last six months is phenomenal. So um, we got two different things when you're, when you're looking at Google. You got your penguins and your pandas, okay? To reiterate, penguin is all about links. Crappy link network? Well, penguin is going to um, peck you to death or something. Panda <laughs> is all about content. Pandas like to eat stuff, bamboo preferably. And um, they don't like eating bad content because it makes them sick and gives them diarrhea and it's harder to share them around zoos that way because everyone knows pandas are all about making money. Um, <laughs> God, shut up, Jim. Uh, Toronto just got a couple pandas and the city just won't shut up about them. And whenever I hear panda, like, you know, I have a very different experience about these pandas who are in the Toronto Zoo now. Because, you know, I don't think they're all that cool. I think they're kind of intimidating. Um, <laughs> anyway, panda is all about content. Pandas, pandas do not digest crap content. It's bad for them, and therefore it's bad for you. So penguins like pandas' uh, 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 content. Barry's article, which is, you can find in today's marketing land, um, talks about the Panda algorithm from its first launch in February of 2011. And it looks at the various um, renditions of, or iterations of Panda. You know, there has been over 22 unique iterations of Panda. I'm sorry, 24 unique iterations of Panda since February 2011. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, recently, Matt Cutts came out and said there is no more unique iterations of Panda because that is now the algorithm. It's just, you know, merged in. Although people say there's a Panda update going on today. Again, I want to touch on whether there is or isn't. Um, Penguin, on the other hand, first rollout happened on April 24th, 2012. It impacted 3.1% of queries. The um, most recent one, apparently, was uh, May 22nd. 2013, impacting 2.3% of queries. In between, there was two other major rollouts of Penguin, um, impacting less than 1% of queries. Nevertheless, a lot of people have been hit by Penguin. I, I, does it make any sense to you, Dave, when Google gives you a number and says, well, 2.3% of all queries were affected by Penguin? Dude. Does it make sense to me? Then why is everyone bitching about it? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Well, you know, not everybody is. Just about 2.3% of people. <laughs> <laughs> They're clearly just doing it very loudly, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and as happens, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it seems like such a small number, right? But if there was a, a virus that hit uh, Toronto, and two point three percent of people were going to be knocked on their ass for you know a couple weeks um, and not able to get to work, would it have an impact on the city? Sure would. Um, well, you know, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting you should phrase it like that, Dave, because. Think of the contagion of a virus. It may only hit 2.3% of the city when it first rolls out or when it first be, you know, becomes a, a contagious disease. But by the time that virus, and I'm not saying penguin is a virus, but by the time you know, that disease um, peters out over time, a hell mm -hmm. of a lot more than 2.3% of people in the area will be affected by it. Now, what do you think? I mean, like, think about, it, again, the way Google works, the historic archive it keeps on every, web, every website in its directory. 
the uh, connections and the linkages it makes, A to B to C to C to D, all the way down to Z, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, on uh, May twenty second, twenty thirteen, a rollout of Penguin four might have impacted two point three percent of all search queries. But what about that same rollout up to today? I'll bet you it's impacted a hell of a lot more than 2.3% of search queries. Probably. It's impacted 70 to 80, maybe maybe 100% of search queries over time. Yeah, I'm you're right, because it, 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 it does spread through, though. Well, and it, I mean, it depends how you look at it, right? Like, I mean, it's it's going to impact a lot of search queries um, more more than one might might. And, and you're right. I guess sort of like a virus. If it if it takes this site down for search query X, like if it takes you know abc.com uh, down for search query X, um, and then abc.com starts losing money and it was competing for all these other phrases, well, they've got to react. Now they can either put more money in and get a better site with more content. In which case, hey, that's going to start to spread and they're going to start to have an impact on a larger number of queries because they've had a better site. Or they go bankrupt and pull down, in which case all those other queries that they weren't affected for, you know, well, they, and, they, they drop Or later. another way to look at it, another way to look at it, um, this fictional website that is not a major broadcasting network, ABC. Right. <laughs> I caught myself doing that too. I'm like, oh, bad example. Okay. So bluewidgets.com Widget, Blue um, creates a link profile, okay? And it's fairly extensive. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, bluewidgets.com had a crappy link profile. But a lot of other people had linked to bluewidgets.com and vice versa. Okay? Blue yeah. Widgets gets affected by Panda. And a number of other uh, sites involved in the link network, for one reason or another, also get affected by Panda. Okay? Yeah. The other, other websites in that network may or may not have been affected that day by that, or not Panda, by Penguin, sorry. May or yeah. may not have been affected that day by that up. BlueWidgets.com and the three or four other websites in the network that did get affected, their, their effect on that group of websites has now changed slightly or significantly. In the next, in the next um, sweep, the next time Google considers documents from other websites inside of that little network, the effect of the large BlueWidgets.com site is no longer there. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It has cumulative effects over time. And this is just one of those it's like waves in the ocean. It just keeps on going and going and going and going. Or, or I mean, you know, and, and similarly, you know, Penguin Update, and, and to your example, and some of them are bad, some of them are good. But what are you going to do? You're going to get a bunch removed. You're going to put your disavow for a bunch. Um, so you're going to change the entire mapping of the way your links work, good and bad, are going to be gone. So um, so you're right. You're, I mean, the, 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 the ripples just cascade, and then they don't get attributed to the original source of it mm-hmm. um, because you took actions after. So interesting. And, and something, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring up his name again. Maybe, maybe he'll let me try them on, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Barry Schwartz today uh, published another piece of information, and this is, it's, it's right on point to what we're chatting about. Um, Google, despite the fact they said they wouldn't back in March, um, has announced that, yes, it's the, according to Barry's labeling at number 26, anyway, the 26th iteration um, of the Panda update is rolling out, confirmed by Google, so oh, here we no. are. Um, so that, happened, that happened since we went to air. 
Um, that happened actually. It was right, right before um, was when I got the the note on it. Was just like right before. So, um, so yeah, it's it's there um, and it's uh, it's rolling out. It's being considered a soft one. Um, we can uh, you know, talk, but it's um, more because it's rolling out over days. So it's started. It's confirmed. Um, it's rolling out over days. There are webmasters saying they have recovered um, fr- who were hit by previous iterations of uh, of the algorithm update. So interesting to see uh, as things go. I've you know made a note in in you know Twitter and stuff like that, but basically to go. Uh, maybe next week I'll have done a more thorough analysis of of what is it, and we can uh, we can chat about what are they maybe what are they trying to do now. Um, I have run some ranking reports, um, you know, since since seeing some some tweaks because I noticed it yesterday that there were some changes going on um, in the rankings. Nothing nothing too major that I'm uh, that I'm seeing except where you were doing good stuff <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, then there's some fairly major stuff, but, uh, maybe we can have a chat with it next week. And you know what? I have a feeling we'll go, Hey, and Barry wrote a great article on, and we can talk. <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> because he's, because he is, I don't know, man. I mean, one day, years from now, the pioneers are going to all going to get recognized. And, uh, Barry will be, you know, chief amongst them. On uh, it's phenomenal that that man's output. Um, so this is so we're going to call this softcore penguin, are we? Or softcore <laughs> panda? It doesn't maul you to death. It just sort of nuzzles and licks you until you're sick of it. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't want to drop the graphic for my blog post on that one. <laughs> oh, can I, please? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I might get you. In, I might get you in trouble with uh, the school system, but otherwise, it'd be good. Speaking <laughs> of, hey, we got a couple minutes left. Um, Tom Craver and the um, Rochester Institute of Technology have a new e-learning course. He's been he's been promoting all over the web. That's yes. kind of neat. Yeah. Did you do his questionnaire? I did. Eh. That was, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was fair that we answered. Hey, Dave, do you want to improve your skills in digital marketing? No. no. I mean, I, I want to be a slouch. If you're listening, dude, come on, man. That, that was a biased survey. <laughs> let's, let's face it. Um, yeah, it. it uh, I, I guess that, that is funny. It, it what Because of who got at, like, that you or I got asked and it's like, well, we're already those people. I can think of people who though would, would think of themselves as so cocky. They'd go, no, no, I don't need to. I'm at the top of my game. Uh, 72 points. Google's algorithm. Yeah, that's there. We are (laughs) You go champion. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, an interesting, uh, an interesting survey. I always find it interesting when institutions, um, try and, and teach these kind of courses, um, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, what comes of it, right? Can they pull it off? Because we've all seen it attempted before, um, and and I've I've never had great faith that a traditional institutional environment, even if it's putting online courses, can stay up to date enough, fast enough to actually create a course outline at the oh. beginning of the year that's still relevant by the time you know the end comes. We've talked about the <laughs> last true, six months. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Uh, I think Camosun has something in your neighborhood, but I don't know how that program's going, and I'm afraid of that we got to cut it. It's five minutes to the hour. they got news coming up. They have important right. stuff. 
Gordon Stuck here on Webmaster Radio. Okay, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com, I think. Yeah, um, that'll do. Right on. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You have to to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of July, 2013, and we'll be back here next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.